0: You're listening to another ambitious Entrepreneur network.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show.
1: Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host. And Marie Cross.
0: And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 112 and I'm your host Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says weaving is a beautiful complex tangle of knots and fragile threads that form something strong and useful. Therefore, it is no surprise that it's a great teacher of all life's lessons. Joining me on today's show is Alexandra Forby. Alexandra started Daughters Handwoven's. in in 2015. She taught herself to weave about four months before starting the business, and she's never looked back. The goal of Alexandra's business is to encourage women with God's true vision of femininity, and she aims to change the way people think Christians perceive women and maybe the way some Christians do perceive women. Amen. She does this by selling hand-woven home goods with subtle colours, beautiful textures and handmade soul and she hopes to fill homes and hearts with beauty, truth and the message of God's love. Now on today's show Alexandra is going to share if you don't love what you do or if you don't do what you love you'll likely get a lot less done. Maybe that's the secret why. We should always be looking to better ourselves growing in our weaknesses and shrinking in our pridefulness as well as the healthy support of the community can make or break your success and your sanity welcome to the show Alexandra
1: thanks so much for having me it's such an honor
0: how did you get into weaving was it something that you'd seen someone do or what um, prompted you to start uh, weaving or learning that craft
1: yeah, so it was quite a shift for me. I actually started um, painting. I went to an art school, but painting was my focus. Yes. But I had a roommate who was a fibers major, mm-hmm. and she learned to weave and started bringing home all of these beautiful pieces. And it piqued my interest. And I was like, "Um, I'm going to give that a try. Yes. <laughs> so it took a long time for me to actually do it. Yes. I went through school and worked a little bit, but then finally was able to pursue this other dream of mine.
0: Yeah, I love that uh, in the intro we said, you know, four months – before starting the business so you learned how to weave and then you know what I'm going to start a business and you've never looked back and I'm sharing that because I wonder how many people are doing something that they absolutely love and it's been a gift and a strength and an ability that we can now take into creating a business was there a conversation that you had what prompted you to then think you know what I'm going to start a business with uh, this how did that happen for you
1: Yeah, I really felt like it was kind of just the Lord's plan for me because of the situations that I got put in. Mm -hmm. Um, I was unhappy with my job. And so I quit the office job I was working and started working as a nanny for two little boys because I have children and families are another passion of mine. Mm -hmm. And on the side, I kind of was learning how to weave and doing this new thing. Um, And eventually those two little boys went off to daycare and, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just the next, next stage of life for them. And, um, so I was kind of left with this decision of I can either get a job in the two areas that I know, which is secretarial work Mm -hmm. or painting, neither of which I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. or I could really pursue this new love of mine weaving, um, and just see where it goes and see where the Lord leads that business. Yes. So I guess the conversation really happened between my husband and I with is this plausible? Mm -hmm. Can we do this? He's also self-employed. So it was quite a risk. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the end, we decided that that risk would be worth it.
0: Yes, this I think um, conversation can really lend itself to if you don't do what you love, you'll likely get a lot less done, which I think is so important as to find what that passion is. But for someone who can see that they're not getting a lot done because similar to what you have just uh, expressed, they're not finding real joy and fulfillment in the work that they did. What were some of the steps that you put into place that you can see were really supporting you or helpful as you continue to get your business off the ground. Because it's a great idea to have a business, but to get it to a stage that it is continuing to build and grow that momentum is also very important on the decisions that you make and the foundations that you put in place. So what were some of those key things that you did to enable your business to start?
1: Well, first, I started with um, keeping my costs low. So Mm -hmm. my studio is still in my home. I don't have a lot of overhead. It's just me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, my goal for the first year of the business was just to have the business pay for itself. I didn't start with investors or a ton of money behind this business. Mm -hmm. So my goal was just that it wouldn't be a drain from our personal accounts. So I think keeping costs low, only making as much as my materials allowed at the time before I bought new things or mm-hmm. you know added to the business in any way was really helpful for that first year yes um but then once that first year goes you really have to put um you know your 80 20 rule you mm. really have to get a lot more out there um and you know marketing is sometimes free and that's great but a lot of it is not and mm. so really spending any extra money that I did have on Getting my name out there, going Mm. to markets, advertising, marketing, all of those sorts of things, um, I think helped it me to grow a little bit more. Yes
0: and I think in the craft uh, arena and or the arts if you will there and you, we're thinking about you know your ideal clients where did you find the balance between what you loved to create and then creating pieces that your ideal clients would love as well Were there um, some research that you did? did you find out what are people looking for? How did that pan out for you?
1: Yeah, it was a lot of um, a lot of trial and error, a lot of kind of back and forth between what I wanted to make and what I thought people would buy. Mm-hmm. Coming from a painting background, for me, painting was a lot more personal. It was hard to let go of pieces. Mm-hmm. But coming into this business, I really loved the production side, like yes. the actual weaving. Mm-hmm. And so it was much easier for me to part with pieces. Um, and so that kind of helped me to to think more about the products I was designing as, um, I want this to go out and be in homes and Mm. I enjoy just the process of weaving. So it was very easy for me to just say, what colors are trending? What Mm -hmm. am I seeing that people are buying? Um, but also I, I have to kind of battle with the things like target and, you know, those places that are making similar items as I do. Mm. Um, But they're able to mass produce them, and so they're a lot cheaper than mine. And Mm. so how do I also make my goods special in some Mm. sort of way? How do I share my message Mm -hmm. um, to make people really understand why my products are more expensive? And Mm. um, that kind of changed my audience as well because I had to start realizing that my class, like my peers, cannot necessarily afford my products. Mm -hmm. And that was hard for me because I wanted this to be a very – Um, accessible Mm. item but I'm learning that for me I would much rather pour into women by hiring them by Mm -hmm. working with them by sharing about my business and and sell to the higher clientele so that they can fund me in doing those things yes
0: it's so true and I love the way that you shared that because I think when we look at particularly creatives and artists who will often take hours and hours days weeks months to create a piece when we look at the time investment and then the materials in comparison as you say to the things that are mass produced we have to completely change our mindship and create for the for the ideal client who knows and and will really value that this was handmade that it has a story behind it and particularly Mm -hmm. because you've got uh, a real faith-based approach to this that when they look at it they're they're really reminded of that so just before we dive into to some of these other because this is so important and i know that this that what you're sharing great insights for people particularly if they're going through this process too what are some of the pieces that you do typically now create for your clients
1: Sure. So um, I would say my bread and butter is my hand-woven tea towels. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just perfect for the kitchen, just simple little towels with fringe. Everything I make is cotton and linen, so they're durable and beautiful and soft and very useful. I've also um, done lots of table runners. Um, I do throw blankets and throw Mm. pillows, Um, all of those sorts of things as well. And then I've recently gotten into more of the like DIY weaving. So I make Mm. some small looms um, so that people can, start to do a little bit of weaving on their own as Mm, well
0: yes because often I think and this is where we're looking at multiple streams of income where you're creating your you know your um, your products and um, for for clients but then looking at okay other people now look to me because they see you as having paved the way I would like to do that as well so you help them by creating either um, some training materials to show how you did Mm -hmm. that packs kits that kind of thing too so valuable valuable information so let's talk about that we should always be looking to better ourselves growing in our weaknesses and shrinking in our pridefulness share some insights around this this is so important <laughs> isn't it
1: it, it really is <laughs> especially when you are starting your own business mm. you um, i feel like you will either be quickly humbled or quickly inflated <laughs> yes if your business goes off without a hitch, you can just think you are the bomb. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, and if it doesn't, and if you struggle, then it, mm. it really does kind of feel like something is wrong with you mm. or with the product you're making or, you know, so, so many of those types of insecurities. Um and so I think, especially with my message, I really want to reach people with the idea of I'm also not perfect. Mm. The beauty of my products is that they're handmade, which means there will be imperfections and mm. there will be flaws and um, that that's okay to celebrate. Yes. Um, and also that, you know, I understand that all of my success in this business is attributed to God and is his blessing on mm. this business and, Hopefully as I continue to look towards him in the direction this business should go, that he will continue to bless it. So I can't take, Pride in in the in the glory of my business, and instead I'm giving that glory to the Lord.
0: Yeah, I, and I so can um, really see how it's so important. Sometimes when we do have wins and successes, uh, and maybe even you know subsequent successes, if we find that we are getting a little bit prideful, guaranteed he's going to put a challenge in the way. Something that will have For us sure. go, okay, all right, um, not my strength, but but yours. But you know, it's interesting that. You should say that because alexandra i've had a number of conversations now with business owners in the tech space who've started up and who really were trying to get you know the vc venture capitalist and investment and um, they didn't achieve that but then or even failure in some instances this but i'm always a believer and they now see there's no such thing as failure just feedback that something didn't work try something Mm -hmm. else and they can see that through those experiences and those challenges, God's been able to grow a strength and even leadership skills. And one in particular was a gentleman. He was mm-hmm. saying, I'm such a better husband now and a father and uh, even to my team through having mm-hmm. some of those experiences that, re- that have really humbled me. So, you know, being able to look back and see that is is fantastic. In the moment, not so much. It's like, what are you yeah. doing? You know, why is this happening? but I think it's building strengths in us and sometimes even strengths that will overshadow our weaknesses, if you will, that those weaknesses won't even matter anymore because the strength that God's building in us is going to help us um, move forward. Would you say that that's been true for you too? Oh
1: yeah, for sure. I think um, even in seeing, working with interns and you know people that are adding to my business it's mm. it's really encouraging to see both them and and myself grow in how to work together and yes. you know miscommunications that lead to clarification Yes, it's just yeah. Really yeah.
0: Great. What do you do? Are there some um, things within your personal life, like meditation, prayer, that kind of thing, that you find is really important for you as you continue to grow your business, and and where you really focus on before you start the day? How does that work for you? What what sort of strategies do you implement in that way to yeah, balance that? So,
1: um, like I said, my studio is in my home, so I'm able to really create um, a routine for myself in the morning mm-hmm. that is pretty smooth. Mm. So I tend to wake up, I try to wake up at about the same time every day, Mm. um, giving myself grace if I've, you know, slept late the night or stayed up late the night before, um, make my coffee, Mm. have a healthy, good breakfast. I've switched to a little less bread and a little more Mm. fruit and, you know, the good choices. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then on good weeks and good days, I get straight to my devotional. So I'll do a little bit of reading. I have a group that I memorize scripture with. So I'll memorize whatever we're working on that week. Um, And from there, either I get straight to work or sometimes I'll take the dog for a walk. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of a nice way to get out, relax a little bit. I'll often call my mom or grandma while I'm walking. And Mm -hmm. it's just a good, it's it's something that puts me in a good mood. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I try to get straight to work. Um, get a plan for the day. If my intern is coming, make sure she has things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just work until about lunchtime and take a break, chill out, reconvene. You mm-hmm. know, get get things together for the afternoon again, and then work until my husband comes home.
0: Yeah, it's great to be able to, particularly for creatives, to have some form of of system or process, if you will, that is able to support you because similarly I think with writing or painting you you have do you when you're doing your craft do you have to get in that zone and and might sound funny to say that but you know that zone where you just things are flowing your ideas and I'm sure that's the same with weaving I mean if if you really feel that you are in your zone the creativity aspect just just flows so much more smoothly is that something Mm -hmm. that you find too
1: Oh, for sure. And I I find it's really good to stay flexible with that, because for me, it changes from day to day Mm -hmm. what will put me in that mood. Um, So for a long time, it was just music. I have this really specific and weird for other people, I'm sure, playlist that I listen to on Spotify that I just put that on. It's got like 300 songs. So I'm set. Mm -hmm. Um, But recently, it's been audio books, especially fiction, where it's more narrative driven. So I kind of zone out of what I'm Mm -hmm. weaving because that's so second nature to me now that I just get lost in this story and I can go hours and hours weaving where usually I would be tired and stiff by then and Mm. have to take a break so it really helps me be more productive when I find that thing that has caught my attention yes Um, for that week or month
0: or how we're going on. yeah it's good to hear you um identify just some of the things that you do because i'm sure when you find that there is an environment that you've created and you're doing something that you love then it flows as you say you you can go for hours not feel that exhaustion but rather continue on on that project and you get a lot more done than if you feel you start a little bit and then you end up procrastinating and almost this is what happens for me you interrupt yourself you distract yourself with other things that are going on have you found that too
1: yeah, especially working from home. If yes. I start to get tired, I'm like, "Oh, I do need to do laundry. I'll yeah. take
0: a break and go do that." <laughs> you have the cleanest kitchen drawer you ever did see. You know the messy one that gets cleaned out. <laughs> You've got exactly to... Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's it's so true. (laughs) So just saying that because if someone is thinking, you know, they're the only people that do that. No, no, we we can all do that too. But it's with intention that you create a structure, even if it's one that has uh, flexibility to it, that Mm -hmm. uh, creates an environment which you know that you can do your best work. Let's talk about the healthy support of a community can make or break your success or your sanity. What do you mean by that?
1: So I um, am blessed with an amazing community. I've been at my church, um, and it's the same church I was actually saved at Mm -hmm. in 2011. Mm -hmm. So I kind of came to faith late for considering those people. Yeah. during college, and this has been my community since then. Um, So we have so many creatives because it's in the same Mm -hmm. um, city as my art college was. So Mm -hmm. everybody is very aware of the arts and um, is good supporters of the arts as well. Yeah. And I think it's great because, um, not only are there a lot of other creative entrepreneurs within my Christian circle, but there's also just so many, um, especially in my church age generation Mm -hmm. differences. Mm -hmm. So there's the older generation that maybe isn't as creative, but loves supporting us and loves buying those things. Mm -hmm. Um, and then those, those other entrepreneurs that are, entrepreneurs that are my peers doing the same things Mm -hmm. they're able to check in and say like how's business going are you Mm -hmm. resting Mm -hmm. you know is there anything we can collaborate on like how can we make this fun you Mm -hmm. know all sorts of things like that so I really have seen the support of my community um to be beneficial for me to both keep work interesting and Mm -hmm. to get me outside of work and resting and having fun and focusing on other things yes
0: and so it sounds as if that um, you are able to uh, find or have around you if you will a a group of people that you could then encourage to become part of that community or just check in with them on a regular basis Mm -hmm. what would you say to someone that perhaps does not have maybe a local church that um, or that people that are there that understands them because I think sometimes the community that you really surround yourself with that you do get support from sometimes has to have that understanding or some approach and attitude that will support you were there other things that you did or can you suggest some things on finding a community so that you can surround yourself with people who will support you uh, because sometimes yeah as you say uh, there can be challenging times and it just needs a shoulder and once you've kind of just blurted something out you go i feel so much better already so what sort of insights you know when you've just had that shoulder i will
1: say that i also have this really amazing group of um hand handmade business owners Mm -hmm. in the area who are not necessarily christian some of them happen to be um but that's also been really great and most Mm -hmm. of them i've just met through doing local markets and fairs and Mm -hmm. pop-ups and um It's just kind of networking. You know, you've got to get out there with your business anyway, so you Mm -hmm. might as well be making friends that are doing the same thing you're doing. Um, And we've been able to start a maker meetup once a month where Mm -hmm. we can share ideas about business, you know, who did you use for photography, who did you use for web design, those sorts of ideas that keep flowing. And we can also say, hey, I've got a pop-up, like, if anybody wants to come and support, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just to cultivate those things you just have to be on the lookout for opportunities. Mm-hmm. You have to put yourself out there, you have to be able to go to that other booth or you know, whatever it is for your mm-hmm. for your type of business and say, Hey, my name is Alex. I'm yeah. that booth over there with Daughter handwovens. I love mm-hmm. your stuff, like come chat.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's just broaching that conversation and I think um, what's important too is if there's nothing in someone's area, local area, maybe that is an indication that starts uh, to start one yourself and I think sometimes people are just waiting for someone to spearhead that and I think with meetups it's quite easy to to set up a meetup on the actual meetup um, website and so there may be other people that are you know, around the local area too. And I think even sometimes, I mean, you can create really good solid friendships and relationships with people who may not necessarily be in your local area, but maybe through some other groups, you know, on Facebook or other forums, particularly as you said, there's Mm -hmm. other um, people around in the craft area that you can commit, um, yeah, to, to, to identifying, okay, let's set something up. Because I think for businesses, it's that supportive network and community, as you said, can either make or break your success and sanity. And I'm sure that there are things that people have shared with you, resources like photographers' websites, that have saved you a lot of time and money, and you haven't had to reinvent the wheel because you've received a, a you know qualified recommendation and been able to do the same as well. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, ah,
0: for sure. Absolutely. So share with people how they can find out more about uh, your business daughter handwovens, whether there's um, you know, a regular craft meeting that you show your you know, your um, beautiful products or even online. What's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah,
1: so my Instagram is probably the most up to date, and that is just my handle is just at daughter underscore handwovens. Mm-hmm. Um, my website is the same www.daughterhandwovens.com. Um, I do have an Etsy as well, so that again, search daughter hand <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> and then I'll actually, yeah. And then I um, have fairs going on all the time, so you can join my mm. newsletter to find out about those. Um, but my most, my closest one will be in Atlanta, Georgia, um, June second and third. So yeah. that one's coming
0: up. Amazing and I'd imagine because that's coming up soon you would be stockpiling a lot of products to take with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah absolutely. My
1: intern and I are working around <laughs> yeah.
0: the <club>. That's <laughs> right there's nothing worse than going to those events and then all of a sudden selling out on the you know within a short time of being there it's like oh right. but I guess you would take orders and I'm only asking this because I'm sure that there are people who have similar businesses or art. Um, some art uh, focused business that uh, there's things that they can certainly learn but you would take orders um, as well so yeah fantastic look it's been such a pleasure speaking with you we've had uh, so many different business owners on the show tech uh, but a lot of professional services not so many art and crafts you know selling products but ones that really require so much time and dedication and, and skill in, in delivering that sure. and uh, I know that uh, people who have a similar business are certainly going to be blessed from that but let's face it as entrepreneurs we can always learn from others no matter what industry no matter what uh, focus that they're in so one of the things that I'm doing for all of my guests Alexandra and I love or Alex I'll call you since you mentioned Alex uh, is saying a word of prayer just as we're finishing the show may I do that for you as well?
1: lovely fabulous
0: father thank you for the opportunity to speak with alex today to find out about her business and how she um came to to really start to allow her passion, which she found uh, to be woven goods and, and be able to create that into a business is so that she can bless people with the pieces that she continues to create. Father, we just want to ask for your continued blessing and favour on, on her, uh, on her husband and on her business and, of course, the clients that she can, can uh, continue to, to serve and support with her uh, wonderful products. And we just want to ask that you continue to, to hold her steadfast sometimes Lord it can be challenging to uh, grow businesses Um, but we know that uh, when we lean into you when we continue to seek your word and seek you in prayer that uh, when we find strength in you and follow your words that uh, that's when things can just click into place and we can continue to grow our kingdom businesses father we ask this in the precious name of Jesus amen Amen. thank you so much for coming on the show I'm so glad the live worked Mm -hmm. And I uh, look forward to uh, to sharing this message with as many people as we can. So thanks once again for coming on the show. Yes,
1: yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. Changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at movement.com. That's movement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.